Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. you date me a podcast where me nicole byer tries to figure out how on earth i am still single even though you could ejaculate into a thumb a thumb thing a thimble and let it harden and tell me it's a veneer (laughs) i would still date you my guest today is an actress and legendary voice actor. Not only does she voice Elena, the Disney princess, but she's also the voice of the Princess of Power, Shira. On November 18th, you can see her new movie, The Menu, and it's screening only in theaters, and it looks like a very, very fucking fun theater movie. It's Amy Carrero. Hello. Hi, 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 hi. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm just so excited to be here. I've been on a Nicole Byer uh, binge for the last 48 hours. So I've listened to so many podcasts. I've watched your I've watched your special. Oh, what a treat. Let me just tell you that hanger joke. I had to pause the (laughs) I had to pause the screen, collect myself, and then keep going. It was just so good. You're so funny. You always have you. Amy, thank you. You did Young and Hungry. For four years, the show was on for four years. Yeah, and I got to do an episode, and I think it was my first um, multicam in front of an audience. No, and yeah, and it was wild. Like the way you guys work is truly insane. I mean, it's not harder than stand up. I've never done stand up, but it just stand up seems so much harder than a multicam to me. Yes and no. 
I mean, it was just like really interesting to watch how you like tweak a joke in front of an audience. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and then I don't know, like I, it was just like watching. It was really fun and it was impressive. Well, I like to impress people. <laughs> um, no, you know, it's like a muscle like anything else. And it's weird because have you been on a multicam since then? Because I feel like they're kind of dying out. Have I? That can't be it. Oh, I did a pilot that didn't go. That was a multicam. That's fun. That's an L.A. story, if mm-hmm. I've ever heard one. Uh-huh. Yeah, but they're just kind of, it just kind of feels like gaining an old-timey skill, like like juggling batons. I don't know. Like, it just mm-hmm. feels like, when would this come up, this skill? But you got it. So, um, I do. Yeah. Amy, I have a question. Mm-hmm. You are engaged or are you married? I'm married. When did you yeah. get married? Six years ago, <laughs> which I think is maybe when we worked together. Maybe I was engaged then. I don't know. Maybe time has flown. Oh, so it how sure did has. you meet? We were set up. Um, I did a movie with his friend, and you are you. Did you ever work with Second City or no? You Mm-mm. were New York. You were UC, yeah, right? New York. UCB, I did UCB. New York. Well, his friend Rob Belushi, who is of the Belushi family, mm-hmm. is a wonderful guy. He's very also very funny. Best friends with my husband Tim. I worked with him on a cinematic triumph of a movie called The Devil's Do, and um, we were in New Orleans, and mm-hmm. we just kind of like hit it off. And he was like, "Man, I, I really think like you would, you should date my friend." And I was kind of like in a terrible, weird relationship at the time. It wasn't terrible, but it was like some dude I dated when I lived in Miami. And I was like, let's try this again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I have a boyfriend. And so I said no. And then like a few years later, maybe two years later, I saw like Rob had like booked something on deadline. And I was like, hey, man, congrats on this booking. You know, like we do in this <laughs> We in really business. do. We love a deadline article. We, we love, love deadline. Say, Ooh, congrats. You got something. It's always the shitty screen grab, too, which gets <laughs> me. Because mm-hmm. I do it, too. I fucking post it right away. I'm like, oh, I got a deadline. I love post a deadline. Are you yeah. kidding? Yeah. When it's, it's variety, not, it's, yeah. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Oh, if it's Hollywood Reporter, I'm like, oh. If it's, it's never been Vanity Fair for me, but if it ever was, I'd be like, hey, everyone. I do what? two posts. Such an insider conversation. <laughs> I know. But just so you know, actors love a deadline. If you see a deadline article of your favorite actor, just know that they were waiting for the perfect moment to post it. Honey, we were waiting for the East Coast to be awake, the West Coast uh-huh. to be awake. It was everybody. They want all eyes. Uh-huh. Um, and then like some dude from Nebraska was like, I thought they were going to make this movie two years ago. You know, like <laughs> comments. But so Rob, so I said, hey, congrats on this. He was like, are you single? Do you want to meet my friend Tim? And I was like, Jesus, who's this guy who can't get a date? But I want to talk about Insider, Inside Baseball. So I had just left a callback and I felt... Mm-hmm. It was one of those callbacks where they're like, wait, uh, Amy, uh," you know, like they chase you out of the room kind of. I didn't Mm -hmm. get it. But like you think you have it. Like when they're chasing you out, they're like, "Uh you can just come back one more time. And so he'd called me, left a message. I was like, fuck it. I'll just call this guy back. So we so we just we chatted on the phone and we hit it off instantly. And then we um, went out for a drink at the line hotel and it was just supposed to be a drink. And it ended up like a dinner, too. And Mm -hmm. it was really nice. And. You know, I never really had any – I'm not, like, a huge dater. Like, I didn't go on a lot of dates. I was really happy being single. Mm -hmm. And I grew up 
like religious. So like there was a little bit weird like thing about sexuality. Sure. That I went, you know, had a lot of therapy with. So by the time I met Tim, I was like in a much better place and ready to kind of date. So I was like, just wait till they see me. And then I meet (laughs) the guy I'm going to marry like right when I'm like entering my slut era, you know, like it just didn't (laughs) happen for me. The Lord was like, "Mm, thou shall not slut it up. (laughs) No, no. Um... Which is so yeah okay well we can go back to that but anyway so that's that's how we met and and it was it was good but you know I think a lot of it is just luck mm-hmm. you know I just got just really like lucky being at the right place at the right time but I do love that yeah. your friend Rob was like two years later was like hey yeah hey we haven't talked in a while but like are you single my friend is Literally. still looking yeah yeah and he and then it, it turned out it was so funny because like when we met for a drink Tim was like you know we've met. And I was like, nah. And he was like, we met a year ago today. And I was like, ready to pack my bags because that's the stalker, something a stalker would say. Uh-huh. Um, but it turned out we were getting our headshots taken at the same place. And I'd shown up, you know, early to my appointment, like to hang mm-hmm. out my clothes, you know, like, which colors going to look better with what pattern <laughs> in the backdrop? Uh-huh. And he was getting his photos taken. And it was like a husband and wife duo. duo and the wife was like, what's your sign? Oh, you guys would be a great match. And you know, she gave him my number, but he never called me. And I, and then when he started telling the story, I was like, oh, yeah, you're the motherfucker who never called me. So we'd actually like, you know, we're, we met before. We were supposed to go on a date and he never called. How wild. That shit's like, what's it called? Kismet? Kismet? Kismet, yes. Yeah. I don't know. Like, that's like truly just what a dream. That's like meant to be type shit. That's like rom-com. Yeah. Oh, I'm jealous. Where's my rom-com? rom-com. It's coming. You know, I think so because it's like the minute you stop kind of paying attention to it, it's like, it's like, it's like act like this business. I'm like, I'm going to book a trip. And then it's like, "Mm, just kidding. Mm -hmm. You know, I booked a job or whatever. So it's like the minute you take your eyes off the ball, then the universe is like, ready. I guess I just have to stop looking at that ball. What's your sign? What's your astrological sign? And do you I'm care? I'm a Virgo. Oh. Some, I mean, I, I don't really like follow it super, yeah. super closely or whatever. I know that Virgos are like orderly and like particular and. Yes. And I am pretty orderly in particular, but also very messy. But like my mess, I understand. Yes. Yes. It's a, like it's a complicated genius. Also, every Virgo I've ever known has been, like, very good in bed. Oh, well, no one's ever complained. But honestly, <laughs> I would love for someone to complain. and be like, hey, uh, what yeah. you did last night? And it wasn't yeah. me. I didn't like it. <laughs> Any feedback is welcome. I mean, at I some point, it's it. like, are you guys all loving this or what? Like, <laughs> no notes? No yeah. notes. Thank you so much. But <laughs> right. honestly, I don't know how you could be bad in bed. I think... Well, oh, I don't know. I think you could be like, like, I think, you know, people that watch maybe like dudes who maybe like watch a lot of porn and don't like know mm. if you're like a straight dude or something, and you watch a lot of straight porn and like women never come in straight porn. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that would make you a bad lover. Like, like you don't really know that you're maybe. supposed to. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, I guess. Or, 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 or maybe like, oh, this is how women act in bed. Or I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I don't know. I. I guess I all the sex I've had hasn't been like mind blowing, but when it's right. not good, I just tell people I'm like, do this, please do that. Sure. Please. Well, oh my God. But you're also like a mature person. 
I also like to come. So it's like, if you're not doing it, <laughs> right. we got to right. figure out something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've also, one of the one of the few like trophies I have is like, I've never faked it. Oh. If it's not happening, it's not happening. I don't think I've ever faked it either. Maybe once or twice. I honestly don't know. Yeah. Just because I feel like, well, I mean, if you care about the person or, or like you are interested in any kind of intimacy with them, it's a lot. Like, it's just like not, it's not a good precedent to set because then they think they did a good job and it's like, mm-hmm. mm. and then, you know? yeah, it's like rewarding bad behavior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rewarding bad sex. Well, irresponsible something behavior. that's interesting that I've learned in my old age is I don't have to actually come to enjoy sex. I can just have Same. sex, not come, and then be like, yeah. that was a nice time. And sure. then either masturbate later or just like go about my day. Yeah. And I always thought I was like, well, we both have to finish. Otherwise, no. it's not good and it's a failure. But then I just learned that sometimes it's nice to be intimate with someone. And then that's it. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, not sometimes you're not in like the right headspace to do orgasm. And that's a big thing. I think, you know, for me, I don't want to generalize and say like any, you know, woman identifying person. It's like a big like mind thing. But if I'm if I'm like worried about like Mm -hmm. something, it's probably I got to work really hard to kind of clear my mind otherwise. But you're, you're right. It's sometimes it's enough to be intimate and. Um, but I always wonder, like, I just saw, did you see the movie Blonde? No. What's Blonde? It's, it's the, uh, Marilyn Monroe, like, fictionalized biopic and whatever. But there's this one scene where she's with JFK Mm -hmm. and, you know, she, like, goes to his hotel room and it's really a really interesting, like, kind of narrative, this one little scene where she, like, shows up and she's come from LA and she's ready to, like, see the president or whatever and and he's in bed and he's wearing a back brace, which is, like, a weird detail. Um, But (laughs) then she looks over and then she sees, like, a bunch of glasses that have been, like, clearly drank, drunk from, I don't know how to say, Uh and has, like, lipstick on it. So, like, it's, like, showing that there have been other women there with him oh. at some point in the day. And I just thought to myself, like – and then he's, like, talking to, like, the FBI and on, like, uh-huh. legit business. And he, like, you know, kind of – it's hard to watch, but he sort of, like, makes her, like, you know, suck his dick or whatever. And I just thought to myself, like, how many times a day do you have to come? Like – Yeah. That is wild. And then also – That's wild. Mean. You have to be oh, mean yeah. in order to come. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's like, really, that's oh. a very strange thing. I know. I've been very lucky in that regard. I haven't had any, like, mean guys. I haven't had anyone, like, super, super mean, but I was, like, hooking up with this guy pretty regularly, and I found an earring that wasn't mine in the bed, and I was oh. like, well, you know, not it would in be the bed. nice. Yes. And I was like, oh. I think I'm more upset that you don't change your sheets in between people. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I was like, I, we're not exclusive. It's fine. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you know, fluff, fluff it a little, make sure there's nothing stuck yeah. in there. It's just rude. It's a rude and, and and it's unclean. You know, it's there's a standard of hygiene that we should expect from people that we're like having sex with. And yes. I think that's the bare minimum. Change the sheets. Change the sheets. Also, if I see one more filthy fucking bathroom, I will lose my mind. No, that's my, that's, I can't do it. I, you know, when I go to, like, people's homes that are just not even, you know, like, 
even in the past, like people that I'm hooking up with or friends or whatever, and I, I just like preemptively, you know, when you get up in, at night and you have to pee and you're kind of like mm-hmm. not wanting to open your eyes because you don't want you want to be able to go back to sleep. I just do that naturally because <laughs> bathrooms gross me out. If it's not spotless, I don't want to see it. So I literally like go into people's bathrooms, like <laughs> just like <laughs> just like making out where the toilet is. Just because there is nothing, you know, and when I used to work at a restaurant, they used to say like, you know, or the management would be like, the bathrooms have to be spotless because, you know, that's the barometer of cleanliness. If your bathroom Mm -hmm. is not clean, then you probably know that the kitchen is not clean. Yes. And I've been in many a dirty restaurant bathrooms. (sighs) Especially in New York. Yeah. Wait, do you live in New York or do you live in L.A.? I live in L.A. Did you get married in L.A.? We got married. This is going to sound pretentious. And it Who was. Who cares? Whatever. We got married in Aspen. It does sound pretentious, and I've never been to Aspen. That's really funny. <laughs> well, here's the story. There is no story. I saw, we didn't know where to get married. He's from, my husband's from Iowa. I'm from Florida. Okay. And our friends live in Los Angeles and New York. And we're like, well, what's kind of like in the middle? And so we just picked Aspen, but it was really beautiful. And like, and then there were like these mountain folk that live up there and they tried uh-huh. to crash our wedding, which was a treat. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, you know, I always tell people like marriage can mean everything or absolutely nothing. It just depends on what you want for yourself, you know? Interesting. Yeah. And what is marriage for you? Like, what kind of relationship do you have? Do you like check in with one another or are you like two independent people? I think it's a little mix of both. Like when I first started dating him, we went on a trip like a month into dating, which is like I don't Ooh, recommend, but it worked very out. Ballsy. <laughs> ballsy. But I was like, we were having dinner like before we left and I was just like kind of squirmy. And I'm like, listen, I just got to tell you, I need a lot of alone time. And he was mm-hmm. like, me too. And so we had that in common. And I think that that's been a really good thing because we're able to kind of, you know, go to one side of the house. He goes to one side of the house, which is kind of one of the ways we survived like the pandemic. You know, so many couples Mm -hmm. broke up, but we had like a good um, sort of uh, foundation of leaving each other the fuck alone and then spending time together when it, you know, when you want to and when it feels right. And, um, but just checking in and, and, you know, having the tools that you learn in therapy, which is like (sighs) so boring, but like just saying (laughs) things like, you know, like when I was, when I was like dating people before I went, got to therapy, I'd be like, I'm so fucking mad. And I, you know, like slam the door. And now I can be like, I'm so fucking mad. I love you. And I want to slam the fucking door, but instead I'm just going to go to the other side of the house. And that's an, that's good for us. Like we speak mm-hmm. that language, so it feels very much like we're two people doing life together. Like we're we're sort of jogging at the same pace, and it's nice to have that. You know, I don't know how other people's marriages are, um, but it's not something I ever even wished for myself or wanted. Just because I thought like, oh, someone I have to like talk to every day. I was also <laughs> the worst roommate. I'd never had a successful live-in roommate situation so when really? I moved in with Tim I was like good luck yeah why is it because you like things a particular way or are you the messy one I'm I'm messy I have ADHD and same. I have mood swings same and sometimes I don't want to talk to people and like same. all the time you know I didn't realize that ADHD so it took a so I figured out I had ADHD and then it took a long time to realize that I have mood swings and bad mm. impulse control as a result mm. of that. Um, so sometimes I'd be like, well, I just want to like scream at you. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. if I just yeah. take a second. I know. But you got to get the dopamine hit. And yes. that's 
what's I'm like, if I scream at you, I'll get this dopamine hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I had so many roommates and I moved so much uh, in LA. And sometimes it's like, it would just piss me off the sound of the person like closing the door to the bathroom in the morning. I'd be like, mm-hmm. I can't live here, you know? Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was just kind of strange, but it's, it, somehow it worked out, you know, when I don't want to talk, I don't want to talk. That sounds nice. It sounds like You've expressed boundaries and they've been upheld. Yes. And same with him, I I think, you know, mm-hmm. I, I hope. Um, we also, you know, no marriage is perfect. We definitely have our struggles, but it's always the same thing. It's like very rarely do people fight about more than two things mm-hmm. in an entire relationship. It always boils down to like, you didn't, you know, or you didn't defend me a lot, you know, or like. It's just like you find the core wound that you have mm-hmm. and and then pretty much you can distill all of the fights and arguments into that thing. But yeah, I've been really lucky. We're we're really good together and we're really good apart. And I you know, he hasn't gotten sick of me. I haven't gotten sick of him. So that's a really that's the lucky man. That does sound nice. I would like to find someone that I don't get sick of. Yeah. Wait, how did did you propose to him or did he propose to you? He proposed to me, but I had these three criteria, which makes me sound so type A. And I am in a lot of ways, but the criteria were, A, I had just moved in by myself. Mm-hmm. I had this shitty apartment, but I made it look amazing. And I really wanted to run out my lease there. Like, I did mm-hmm. not want to move in. So I was like, well, we have to wait a year before getting engaged. And that was because my year, my lease was a year. And, like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to move. <laughs> and it was important to me that he met my parents because there was something weird. Like, I remember growing, you know, my family's Latin. Like, there was just no way. Like, we'd watch movies. And in the movie, you know, the rom-coms and, like, the in-laws were meeting at the wedding or something. Uh-huh. You know, we're like, that's what white people do. We don't do that. You know, like, that's crazy. <laughs> um, so I was like, you have to meet my parents before you propose. And I forget what the third thing was. I, maybe there wasn't a third thing. But he or pretty early on, he's seven years older than me. So pretty early on, he was like, do you, like, have any kind of preferences on like jewelry and like what you like for a ring? And I was like, what? No, I had no idea. I didn't know anything about mm-hmm. rings or anything. So I knew pretty early. And and I also knew that I wanted to be with him forever. But marriage wasn't like important to me. And then, you know, we got married and it was great. And people treat you a little differently. Like your parents give you like a little more respect. Really? Yeah. It's weird, like, oh, they're married now. I don't know. It's really bizarre. And it's all, like, it's all nonsense, you know? Because it's, like, you can be so committed to someone and not have a piece of paper that says you're married, you know? Well, I guess people treat you differently because they're like, "Uh, she did it. She found someone. Because it's, like, uh, I feel like people think marriage is this, like, achievement. Like, in a fucking video game where you're like, ooh, I unlocked another level. It's, like... Another level's unlocked when you get married. 100%. Yeah. And I have that with my career. You know, so like Mm -hmm. I roll my eyes. Like friends are like, if only I got married, my whole life would be better. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. But then I think like, (laughs) if only I got this movie. Like if only, you know. And then then you get it and you're like, wait, (laughs) I still have to do things. Like it's not magically. My life is not magically better. Um, So I can't. So for a while, I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get people that are obsessed with marriage. And now I'm like, no, I get it because I'm the same with certain markers in my career, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, I feel the same way about certain things. So, um, but yeah, it's not, it definitely, it's like, it reveals who you are. It doesn't change who you are. Oh, interesting. Boy, oh boy. I really like that. It reveals who you are. Uh-oh, I already fucking yeah. forgot it. Do you, 
No, you got it. Um, do you have any interest in marriage or do you want to just find like a life partner? I just want to find a life partner. And if they want to get married, mm-hmm. I'm more than happy to be like, sure. I just yeah. don't think that I need a piece of paper, but I do think a wedding dress would be fun. And I do think a party so would be fun. fun. Yeah. So I'm pretty indifferent when it comes to marriage. I yeah. I know I don't want kids. I've not wanted them for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But then the older I get, the more I'm like, mm, I just want to hold a baby. But after I hold a baby, I'm like, good. I'm good. Yeah, just give it back. Sure. <laughs> I give it right back and I say, thank you yeah. so much for your service. I tried <laughs> right. to take a baby. I don't know if I've talked about this. Did I talk about trying to take a baby in Simi Valley? No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> but you tried a baby snatch? <laughs> I tried. I tried my hardest. Okay. We were shooting in Simi Valley and I was in the first scene of the day and the last scene of the day. So I had just five hours to kill. So I went to this mm. like shitty little restaurant and went to the bathroom, came out of the bathroom. And there was just a baby standing there. And I was like, who's like baby? a toddler? Just like, like yes. Just like kind of wobbling around. And I yeah. screamed, oh, who's baby? And then this woman was washing her hands and she was like, oh, it's my baby. And I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> and then I was like, um, do you want me to like pick your baby up or anything? <laughs> Which is insane. And she was like, no, I'm okay. And I was like, oh, okay, that's uh, that's kind of what I thought. And then I started washing my hands. And then she goes, are you Nicole Byer? And I was like, yes. And now that you know uh-huh. who I am, can I hold your baby? Can I die, baby? Skipping a beat. I demanded to hold that woman's baby. And she said, you could try. And then I picked that baby up and that baby started screaming. Yeah, no. <laughs> and that baby didn't want to come anywhere with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't have come willingly. You would no. have had to really do a bad kidnapping. Yeah, that's interesting because I'm starting to feel that too. Like I'm like, oh, cute, a bit, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I was at the airport the other day and some I mean, this kid must have been like five. You know, like when they get to I actually don't know what age they get to when they're they're like they're still so little that they're really honest, mm-hmm. but they're not like small enough that you're like, you're two. Like they could still make yeah. sentences. And so clearly the mother was just trying to take a shit in the bathroom. Like she was just <laughs> trying to poop, you know? And the baby was like, Are you done yet? Mama, are you pooping? And I just thought, Oh my God, this is just the ultimate exercise in embarrassment. Like uh-huh. having kids just feels like it feels like like an invitation to have your life a uh, little bit ruined. Mm-hmm. You know, like not even a little, a lot of it ruined. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, they are just a drain on you. I was yeah. a nanny for a long time, so it's like, oh shit, you just have to like play with them all the time. I just went and hung out with my friend and and their two kids. Because they have a, a two-month-old that I was like, let me hold the baby. <laughs> because, yeah. again, I need my baby fix. And then yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Parenting is like an all-day, everyday thing. At one all point, day. their daughter was like, I'd like to go for a walk. She speaks very well. I think she's three. And they're like, oh, well, after Nicole leaves. And she was like, mm, i like to go for a walk now. And they were now. like, well, all right. And I was like, yeah. You kind of, like I mean, she wasn't demanding anything unreasonable. Sure, She'd been in yeah. the household. She wanted to go for a walk. But I was like, yeah, it's either God. you go, okay, or then it's a whole conversation. A tantrum. Or a tantrum. Or a tantrum. And it's like, I have tan- I'm an adult person, and I have tantrums. <laughs> like, yes. imagine two people with tantrums. And, like, as someone with ADHD, you know, I'll sit on my couch and, I don't know, try to read a book, 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Whatever. 
imagine like, like I had a friend over the pandemic post something on Instagram that was like, hey, mom, and she's got a lot of kids. She's like, hey, moms, I found this great puzzle. It, um, it, it's like a good 20 minutes of like attention. I was like, oh, 20 minutes. 20 You're with your minutes. kids like what? 14 hours a day like they're sleeping you know whatever like let's say 12 14 hours a day and that's just 20 fucking minutes yeah what do you do the rest of the time you have to like teach them stuff and like go on walks and like you're you're their chauffeur you have to drive them to point a to point oh my god you know what sometimes i'm like maybe and right now i'm like i couldn't (laughs) i know i'm driving myself out of it no I don't no. want to drive me places and I me go fun places either. and I don't want to go there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's so – I hear you. I'm right there with you. I feel like we're very connected in this and, you know, I'm married to someone who really is great with kids and he mm-hmm. cannot wait to be a dad. So, you know, it's something that like I, I do feel a pull towards mm-hmm. sometimes and then I really think about it. But I also like – and I know it's not the same, but I really didn't want a dog before we got one. And now I can't imagine my life without it. Okay, here's the thing. I'm the same way. I So I ended up with this dog named Charlie with my old roommate, John Milheiser. And <laughs> Charlie came to us by way of like a Facebook post where they're like, I found this dog. And then John's like, we'll take him for a little bit. Cut to oh, yeah. 10 years later, he still has <gasps> him. And then right. five years into having Charlie, I was like, well, Charlie's not my dog. Mm-hmm. I like having him around. I better go yeah. adopt a dog who loves me specifically. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and I love having my dog. Clyde is yeah. the sweetest. Oh, um, Clyde. That's a great name for a dog. It's a thank great you. name. you. I didn't do it. He came, Clyde. He came I with Clyde. I was going to yeah. change it, but then I was like, eh, it's been his name for so long. He answers to it. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't. Sometimes I call him Clyde. It's kind of funny, too. Oh, Clyde is funny. But Clyde is funny. I have a friend. Rob's, Rob Lucy's dog's name is Brenda. That's funny. Which I love. That's very funny. And Clyde is right up there with Brenda. Uh-huh. Brenda! <laughs> and he goes, Brenda! That's Yeah, and it's so like a, one funny. of those hot dog dogs. Oh, my God! Yeah, he's really sweet. So I, so I, I, what I'm saying is that I feel like when it's your baby. Yeah, you tend to love maybe, them more and stuff. Yeah, and want to drive them places. The only way I could have a child is with a lot of outside help and if my Lots. partner wanted to be the primary caretaker. Yes, that's exactly where right. I could go do things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had enough money to like, you know, I don't want to lose sleep, which is yes. almost impossible. But yes. I'm going to pay someone to do it. I'm going to try. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm, I haven't planned it out yet, but that's whatever it is. I'm going to need a lot of money. So also, I don't want to be called mom. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what about no. what, what would you want to be called? I think Nicole. I think (laughs) I truly the thought of someone. So it's like this person comes into your life. They rob you of your name and your money (laughs) and your time. Time. You can't even be yourself. You're now mom. Yeah. It's like, no, call me Nicole. And like, let's have a conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Miss buyer to you. Children. No, Ms. I listen. Buyer, is it okay if I eat this? No, I paid for it. Yeah, it's mine. No, I'm I'm I don't judge. I'm right there. I have these same exact thoughts. I really, really do. Boy. I really do. And all your are your friends having kids right now? A lot of my friends have had children. Um my close, close, close friends have not had children. And mm. I really hope it stays that way. 
because you lose friends. Like they can't hang out as much. They have to get a babysitter. And I'm like, oh, I don't yeah, fucking really about do. that fucking life. That's not fun for me. Let's get yeah, wild and yeah, not have to worry about paying your babysitter overtime. Yeah, I I hear you. Um yeah, it's it makes a big difference, but I do have one particular friend in my it, like close circle. She just mm-hmm. had a baby like a year ago and they're really good about like they've got a night nurse, they've got the thing, okay. you know, so they have they have the f- resources where the privilege to like not miss a beat. You know, they're always they mm-hmm. can we they can come out when we ask. I mean, they're like, "Okay, yeah, let's do it. We're going to, you know, let's just check with the babysitter whatever." But you have to have a lot of money to do that. You can't you just have be to have like so much fucking money. Yeah, you have to have money. You can't just like, you know, decide unless you have like a full-time nanny, which is what they have. Yeah. That's what I you know. that's what I would truly like. Because yeah. it's like, I don't have time. When I come home from work, I'm really tired. I'm tired. And I get to talk to a child. No, thank you. I want to talk to you. I want to go right to sleep. Wait, Amy, I, I have a question. So you've been with Tim for six years. No, married seven years. Married for six. Eight, together for eight. Eight. Uh, but married six, yeah. So you missed out on dating apps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I boy, are you I don't, lucky? I don't know what to tell you. I'm very sorry about this <laughs> state of affairs. The shit that I hear, you know what it is, and I, I, I this is a comedy podcast, so let's not get too deep into it. But we there, there's been like a, a gamification yeah. of dating of people, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. which is like swipe left, swipe right, you know, whatever, and it's a game, and and it's not. Then it becomes like you dehumanize people that way, you know, and it's mm-hmm. people's time becomes less valuable. I've got a lot of thoughts on it, but but what are it's you supposed bad. to do? I mean, it's bad. What are you supposed to do? I mean, I guess you can like get set up by somebody. I keep asking yeah. people to set me up and they keep being like, all of my single friends are trash or <laughs> there's just like I don't know any single people anymore. And I'm like, all right, I get it. So I don't yeah. know. I'll stay on the Listen, apps. You, I, I hate I hate when people tell me this because they tell me this about shit that I really care about. But like, I truly believe that it is a timing thing. Like, you may have already mm-hmm. met your person, but maybe they're just like being an asshole, right? Or whatever. Like, it's not a good time. Um, like, for example, like Tim was a smoker for years. Like, cigarettes. I have terrible mm-hmm. asthma. I could never date a smoker. If we had met earlier, I wouldn't have been able to live with him. I don't know. Like, I'm just saying. Sometimes... The universe has to iron out the details. Did he quit smoking before you guys met? Yeah. Before oh. we met. Yeah. Oh, nice. He chooses the gum now. Oh, I quit smoking in January, but then I had a, I guess it's a relapse because it is like mm-hmm. an addiction about like two months ago. And oh. then I was in New York this week and I got very drunk. So I bought a pack of cigarettes. And then yeah. I had one today and I was like, this wasn't fun and it wasn't good. And that's yeah. what I, the conclusion I keep coming to is I don't like these. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many. I know. Well, it's so social, too, especially New York. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you have a night, you go out, you want to smoke a cigarette, whatever. That was never an option for me because I have asthma. But, I, I you know, like I spent so many years being like, no hard drugs, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'll like get fucking plastered like with alcohol and I'll feel terrible. Uh-huh. And then like I'll have something, you know, that's legal in California or like, you know, whatever, <laughs> or maybe not. And I'm like, this is so much better. You know what I mean? Yes. Like. I started and, taking yeah. mushrooms lately. Same. And I will say mushroom chocolate is one of the most delightful things. Also microdosing mushrooms. It's I best. have these little capsules. So I take like 
three or four before going out and I'm just like life is sparkly and we're all it's great. beautiful I don't have, yeah I don't have to have a tequila soda uh-huh. I'm good you know and, and the next day I wake up and I don't my whole day isn't fucking ruined so I yep. feel like I don't know if you feel this way but like in my 30s I'm like man I'm really figuring shit out like if only <laughs> yes. you know like I would have saved so much time if I'd come to this realization in my 20s or whatever um, so it is nice to to be a little bit more open-minded as I get older mm-hmm. um, and may, and learn new things as I get older. But but yeah, I, I feel like uh, the social thing of like dr- like drinking just knocks me out. Like the whole rest of the day, I'm like yeah. screwed. I can't do anything. So I'll just take my little mushrooms. <laughs> I don't know if you run into this. Are you on ADHD medicine? Yes. I'm on Vyvanse, which is like time released. Mm, yeah. And because I could not be held accountable to take like Ritalin is like you take three a day multiple so. a day yeah, yeah I can't do that I don't necessarily get very drunk sometimes ah uh, yes but yeah. I will because be also so Vyvanse hungover. goes through your yeah Vyvanse goes through your digestive system too I used to take Vyvanse mm-hmm. and it the come down was atrocious but this was 10 yeah. years ago so maybe it's gotten better now no but I remember it no no it's bad <laughs> it's really bad it's pretty which tough is, which is why I moved to or I switched to the the one that isn't time released because the come down is not as bad. Mm, maybe I should but, switch. But you do have to remember to take it. And sometimes I fucking forget. I'm like, why can't I make a thought? Why can't I string a <laughs> sentence together? And it's like, didn't take my pill. Uh-huh. But yeah, so I it, it's ugh, it sucks. How are we going to have kids? It can't happen. I don't I, know. <laughs> I think about how I leave things everywhere. Yeah. I, like my keys are these. They're huge and they jingle jangle. So if they fall, I hear them. If they're in a yeah. bag, I hear them. But I'm like, a kid, what if it's sleeping? I will certainly leave this child somewhere. I will leave this child in the car. And then Ugh. all of my accomplishments will go out the window. Yes. And I'll be known as the mom that left the kid in the fucking car. Yes, people yeah. will talk about you. Yeah. And for the wrong reasons. Amy, we mm. have to take a break. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's do it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talked to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. 
Thanks. Parables, tips, and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better, and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better, so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta, muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. So wait, you're Dominican and Puerto Rican. Where You were born in Puerto, uh, no, the Dominican Republic. Yeah, Santo Domingo. And then you grew up in Miami, Florida. That's right. Okay, my assistant, Lindsay, she does a lot of good research. So here's Thanks, a question. <laughs> when did you get into acting? I can't remember a time I wasn't acting. No, that's not true. I wanted to be, you know what I wanted to be? I wanted to be an opera singer of all things. Do you sing opera? No. That's Absolutely funny. not. I, I sure like don't. That. But as a kid... I just and nobody listened to opera in my house. It was mm. like salsa, merengue. It was not anything that I was, but it just seemed like such a classy career. And you know, and I remember my mom saying once, like they have to speak a lot of languages. Those people, you know, like they're mm -hmm. very educated. And so I just thought it was just the fanciest thing. And then that once I realized I had zero talent for that, I was like, maybe I'll be a singer. And then not good enough for that. So acting is really my third. Um, Plan C. No. Um, but no, I started doing like drama class and little plays. I was in a community theater in Miami called the Actors Playhouse. And we would do, Ooh. you know, like summer stock and stuff. And yeah, it was I, I just kind of started when I was young and I was like really stupid and naive. And mm -hmm. when I moved to LA, I was like, I know a lot of people come here, but I haven't. Wait till they get a load of me. And that naivete sort of helps a little bit. I think... In order to succeed, you have to have a lot of, well, they haven't seen me yet, so get ready. <laughs> yeah. Hang on to your hats. I'm going to blow them off. Because otherwise, <laughs> you walk into a room with a bunch of people who look exactly like you, and then you get like sad about it, and you're like, oh, no. But you just have to be like crazy. Yeah. My first audition, do you remember that movie Spanglish? Did you ever see that? Yes. I've never seen it, but I remember it. I think that was... Adam Sandler's first foray into a yes. dramedy. Dramedy. Um, well, there was this girl, this like little girl who played his, uh, like the maid's daughter or something. Mm -hmm. And I remember my first audition, I went in and she was in the fucking room. And I was like, all of that like <laughs> delusion uh -huh. that I moved here with immediately <laughs> just took a nosedive. And I was like, oh God. Then you get one thing and you're like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not crap. I don't know. It's a terrible. It's a terrible business. It really is. And it makes you like look inside and go, am I worthy of nice things? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had, right. um, I worked with an actor who really like made my day miserable in a oh. way that made me rethink oh. every, like, it was like, do I want to be an actor anymore? Yeah. It was like, Scenes where there was like we were in a relationship and like mm. 
he never checked in to like ask if touching me in scenes was like okay. No. And I like spoke to him after and I was like, hey, I think going forward you should just talk to your scene partner before touching them. And he was like, Yeah. Well, I asked you two days ago if it was okay to touch you. And I was like, Yeah, that was two days ago. And then all day today I was just like on the defense because I didn't know when and where you were gonna come at me. Oh, from. Right, right, right. Oh it, it was like do I want to do this anymore? And then I yeah. talked to my therapist and she was like, Nicole, just tell people your boundaries. You're okay. <laughs> I know. Well, so much of like being an adult is like placing blame on yourself for people's bad behavior. Like I do yeah. that all the time. I'm like, well, maybe it was my fault. And it's like, no, some mm-hmm. people are just horrible. And was that recent or was that kind of like early it on was, before? No, it was recent, which is crazy. Cause I've been like working for a decent amount of time. Yeah. And I am perfectly fine advocating for myself. Sure. But the thing that started going through my head was like, well, you don't want to be like <laughs> that girl, which is an insane thing to think. I, I as know. As someone who's like 58 years old or however the fuck old I am. I just had a birthday and I can never fucking remember. Oh, I, but- <laughs> I don't know. I've lost count of my birthdays, too. I'm like, I don't who knows? fucking who cares. Who knows? Um, well, you know, now they've got these like uh, consent, not consent, um, intimacy, yeah, like intimacy coordinator. coordinators. Yeah. And, you know, you'd think that like, but there is still, there's like a group of people that are holdouts mm-hmm. that no matter how much training they get, no matter how much people, you know, how many people talk to them about it, they are just going to do it. Like, they're just going to assert themselves. It's like people yeah. who, like, refuse to wear, like, masks or whatever when it, you have to. It's like, no, you know? And it, <laughs> and it's like a lot of it is men, you know, like, you know, cishet men who are like, I'm going to I'm gonna push this button because I can and, you know, yeah. that's crap or whatever. And that's just <laughs> – yeah. drives me nuts. And it was one of those things where I finally was like, I've had enough. So I, like mm-hmm. – Pulled him aside, spoke to him, and then he was Good like, I've you. never been accused of this before. And oh. da, 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 and I was like, oh, I'm not accusing you. I'm yeah. letting you know how I feel, which is yeah. not an accusation. And right. I was like, and I'm truly, this day's done. I said going forward. And then he was like, I have a girlfriend, this, that, and the other. Ugh. And I was like, again, nothing to do with the situation. You no. can have a partner and still be crossing a line. And I was For like- sure. It felt like I was talking to a brick wall and I was like, yeah. I just feel bad for yeah. any other person he has to work with. Uh, Female right. or otherwise. Ugh. Just like, God, it was just annoying. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like they're like in spite of, you know, it's yes. like 2020, what? You know, they just won't, they won't. I had a director, I'm not even kidding you. This happened this year. This dude, um, I was like, <laughs> Maybe this is too much information, but I got in my period during a rehearsal. It's not too much information because a lot of people get their periods and we yes. don't talk about it enough. And we need to talk about it more. <laughs> and I was in the middle of rehearsal. And so I pulled my phone up. But the, here's the thing to remember or to know. It's that we weren't actively rehearsing. Also, mm-hmm. if I got my period, I could have just gotten up and left. Like, fuck you. Yes. I'm not in like kindergarten. I can go yes. to the bathroom. But for some reason, I was like, you know what? Let me text the stage manager just so that they know, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and the director who this happened with, he um, was like talking shit about his weekend with someone and and then I was texting the, the, hey, I need to take a bathroom break. And he made a beeline towards me. He's like, I know you don't do a lot of theater, which is not true. But 
that's just not acceptable. You cannot be on your phone during rehearsal, like in front of everybody. Wow. And so that night I was, I called him on the phone because I had like enough respect or maybe it was just like, I I don't even, this is whatever. I just didn't want, I wanted him to have the reaction he wanted to have Mm -hmm. privately, you know? And so I said, you can't speak to me that way in front of people. You can't. Um, I, it doesn't feel safe. And he was like, I'm just going to stop you right there. It was like a demon came out. He was uh-huh. like, what is safe? What is even a safe space? And and it's like it's like they've been waiting for someone yeah. to use a little word mm-hmm. to have a big reaction. Yes. And, yeah, it was not pretty. I, cry, I haven't cried, like, because somebody was mm-hmm. mean to me since, like, high school. But I went home and I cried that night. I was I just mean, so devastated. It, shit like that happens. And the wildest thing is... These are the same people who are like, oh, are you triggered? And it was like, well, sir, you were triggered by the (laughs) word safe. And also acting is such a vulnerable thing that you do want to feel safe. But you yeah. want to make sure that you're taken care of. I'm so sorry that happened to you. That fucking sucks. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you. Well, I hate thank it you. sometimes here. Yeah. Sometimes, um, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> sometimes, most of the time. But it's kind of like dating, right? Would you say that it's it a little is bit a like, lot dating? like dating? Because yeah. it's meshing two people together where it's like, I grew up this way, you grew up that way, you've been living this way, I've been living that way. And then we're trying to come together to see if we can. Uh, yeah. You know, meet in the middle. Then a lot of times it's like, oh, this person is truly not for me. Not for me. I've, I, God, I've, you know, if this wasn't being recorded, I would just tell you all about how, pe- you know, I've had to work with people that I truly despise. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were terrible to me. And, but, but you're in this marriage, whether mm-hmm. you want to or not. And there's other considerations, you know, like you mm-hmm. got to pay the bills. Like this might be a good stepping stone, whatever that is. Um, and it's mostly just people not really respecting or not even just taking one minute to consider that someone is not like them. Yes. And there's been several times where I've worked with people where they have said something so fucking off the wall, something so fucking wild that I was like, either I can say, hey, we don't talk like that anymore. Or I just <laughs> right. go, I'll just be quiet because I'm not going to this isn't a teachable moment and I'm not teaching this old bitch's mind. They're uh-huh. going to think whatever they think. And yeah. it's not for me. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I hate to quote your, you to yourself. But like when that one dude, I, or I think it was it. I don't know who it was that you're special. You're like, you know, this movie with Mel Gibson and someone's like, ah! and you're like, <laughs> it is Please. wild because I toured the country telling that joke. And a oh, yeah. lot of times in the middle of the country, I would say Mel Gibson's name and then they would be like, woo. And I'm like, are we living <laughs> under a rock? The, yeah. we're not, we can't be celebrating this man. And also, who? Are, what is the overlap between you, your fan base, and Mel Gibson's <laughs> fan base? Like, I want to know who's buying tickets to see your show. And, and they're like, like, being like, yeah, that's Mel Gibson. Yeah, he's Passion great. of the Christ. Who's yes. That, that phone call when he got pulled over, or the audio, or whatever. <laughs> oh, the, the sugar tits. Yes. I will never forget it. Is it is so wild to me that he yeah. has been allowed to come back. I'm just like, what? No the one's ever fuck? really canceled. No one's no. ever really. The only person that I 
and this is not like justice for Billy Bush because he, I'm, you know what I'm saying? But he's really the only person that hasn't even made a, he hasn't even tried to make a comeback, you know? like He really hasn't. He was like, you know what? I was on that bus. I listened to those words. I didn't say anything right. different. I'll, I'll yep. just stick where I am. I'm good. Yeah. And to, and you know, he, he did, you know, it wasn't great. He was like, oh yeah. But he wasn't like, yeah, fuck her. You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't like adding. He was like, oh yeah. You know, which is sick. It's bad. You should say like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. we don't talk like that about my, don't talk like the way about my co-star. I don't know. But, but he's really the one that was like, oh, he's dead. He's in the ground. Yeah. He has been Goodbye. canceled. So my assistant, Lindsay, she's very wonderful. I love her so much. She did research. And I want to ask you about this. You okay. once accidentally broke a teacher's arm in school. <gasps> yeah, I did. How? Okay. I was running through the hall after school and she was coming out of like her her classroom and she was like that she was the English teacher but she like ran the yearbook too mm-hmm. so she had this like cheapy little camera this must have been like 1999 or 1998 or something so she had like like a like a film it wasn't digital mm-hmm. it was like a film camera but it was like a Nikon I mean I, not a good one it was like a point and shoot uh-huh. anyway she was like holding her precious thing and maybe a coffee or something <laughs> in one hand and so she was backing out of her door and I was like running to detention because I was mm-hmm. late and I just tapped her, but this woman probably weighed like 82 pounds soaking wet, like a very tiny, frail woman. Mm-hmm. And that was enough. Just a shoulder brush was enough to just sweep her right off her feet. Oh, no. And I'll never forget one of her shoes went flying. So you were like a car. This was like a car accident. That's so funny. <laughs> it was a drive by. knocked her fucking shoe off. I just knocked her shoe off. And I also have this memory of like her skirt like kind of going up over her head. She had these like granny <laughs> panties on. You know, the things you remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, and so, you know, my dad was already pissed I was going to detention. So when I called him, I didn't have a cell phone. Like I had to call for from like the office mm-hmm. and I was like I broke so and so's miss so and so's arm I don't remember her name and and he was like what and so he came and instead of calling the ambulance for some reason he was like I'll drive her put her in the car I'll drive her I was in the <laughs> fucking backseat of this car this woman was in such agony her arm was broken oh my god and my dad drove her and then at the end you know how like when you get in a car accident you're like I'm fine and then you're like my neck hurts and then mm-hmm. it's like a whole thing so like two weeks later she was like the camera's broken. Who's going to pay for it? Oh, wow. So my dad was like, she was like, honestly, it's like a $300 camera. Like, just get me a new one. He was like, no. So he like, <laughs> spent like $600 trying to fix this fucking camera. Um, but yeah, that was um, that. was that. Here's another thing that happened at your school that I'd love to hear about. Mm-hmm. A murder. A nun was killed by a monk. Yes. Yes. Ugh, that was so sad. Um, yeah. There was this nun, and she – it was weird because I did, I went to a Catholic school, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like a Roman Catholic school. So it's not like like a, a school that was like um, – looked uh, – there was no, no one to go to. They sort of like ran mm-hmm. themselves. It was like orthodox, whatever. It was very strange. She was like the only nun there. It turned out she wasn't really a nun. It was like a whole thing. They discovered it later. Yeah. But, but so she um, – there was this monk – and by monk, I mean he was like a tw- an eighteen year old kid that they'd taken from Ukraine, uh-huh. whose parents had been like, "We don't have money to feed this poor boy. Can you please like educate him?" And they promised him an education and all this stuff in 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 the states. Anyway, he was like terribly abused by these priests. It was mm-hmm. so so sad, so so terrible. And he just one night like broke into the rectory, or whatever, drank a ton of communion wine, 
grabbed a knife from the kitchen and was just like he you know he claimed that the non-sister michelle had like verbally abused him or just Uh knew about the physical abuse and didn't say anything he came into her room and he stabbed her 92 times 92 times he was mad about it and (laughs) then he he's still alive he's gonna get out of jail like next year Oh, my God. Yeah, he served his time. He was young, so he's still going to be like a relatively young man. He's going to be under 40, um, and he'll be deported back to Ukraine. Like, war-torn Ukraine. Good luck. Yeah, wow. But, yeah, so he – he it was really, really sad. There's a, there's a book about it. It's called Murder at Holy Cross because mm-hmm. the school was called Holy Cross Academy, and it was like a school built in the shape of a castle – in the bowels of Miami, this one neighborhood called Horse Country. So it was like literally amongst like, you know, exotic plant farms and like oh horse shit. God. There was like a wild. castle. It was very strange. Very, very strange. Yeah. That's literally insane. Yeah. I have a lot of weird shit happen in that school. I, oh, how, oh, I don't love it. I don't love it. Real quick, real quick, we got to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up. And Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving. And I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. 
Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. <laughs> okay, will you tell us? A, tell us. Tell me about the menu. I watched the trailer. It looks really good. Oh, okay. So the menu is... I want to say, like, there. I think the tag, well, not the tagline, but the way that, like, Searchlight is, like, um, you know, selling it is, like, it's a dark comedy thriller. And <laughs> kind of. It's kind of a little bit genre-bending, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it's about this chef who runs this, like, Michelin star restaurant, very, very fancy, on a private island. And 12 diners, it's only one seating per night, 12 diners have to take a boat onto this um, mm-hmm. onto this private island. And it's sort of in the vein of, did you ever see Godsford Park? No, but I do know it. It's sort of, like, real talky. And, yes. and you know, like, everybody kind of talks over each other. And it's a lot of, like, privileged people. It has a little bit of, like, you know, one of the writers, uh, two, two of the writers, one of them, Will Tracy, and the other one is Seth Reese. They both used to work at The Onion together. And Will writes on Succession. And our director, Mark Mylod, directs a lot of the Succession. So it mm-hmm. has a little bit of that, like, you just want to see these rich assholes <laughs> get what's coming to them. Uh-huh. Um, and so it – you know, we all arrive, we're all very unimpressed by this very impressive place. And so um, John Leguizamo plays a movie star. I play his assistant who like really doesn't need to be his assistant because my mm-hmm. mom runs Sony. So I'm just like play acting at a career. Um, and then there's like a food critic played by Janet McTeer and her editor. Um, then there's like, you know, um, these three tech bros. And so it's like a kind of a mishmash of people mm-hmm. that are all wealthy and just couldn't be bothered. Um, and then everything starts to kind of go awry. And it's a kind of a really fun thing. And, and people, everybody's like, it's a cannibal movie. It's not a cannibal movie but like what i love about it is that everything you think is going to happen doesn't happen so it's it's a good it's a good night at the movie theaters like it's a good 20 dollars spent you know what i mean like you're not going to regret seeing it at the movies it looks good and speaking of cannibals there is a cannibal movie coming out and it has Tim- timothy chalamet chalamet Tim- timothy chalamet and i think it's called everything and the bones it's called no it's called bones and all bones and all that's what it is <laughs> It made me laugh they eat the really bones hard. and all. Like bones my grandma, my Dominican all. grandma would eat, will literally eat a chicken and break it and suck the marrow out of the uh-huh. chicken. It's not even like an osobuco. Like it's not even like a fancy nope. cut of beef. It's like chicken bone. Just chicken yeah. bones. My mother would do that. Yeah. If some aunts who would still do that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a marrow girl. I think it's oh, pretty no. fucking gross. Gross. It's like grizzly. Is that the word for it? I think so. It's grizzly and like fatty. fatty. Even at like mm-hmm. fancy restaurants where they give you like the big fucking bone and they put it. I'm like, ugh. I don't, I don't need that. want it. It's not for me. And that's my big issue with fancy restaurants, which is like, I don't want to eat half of this fucking food. Yes. I went somewhere with Jacques Torres. I love dining mm. with him because chefs respect him and send us yeah. stuff. I bet. But we went to this one place where they gave us mustard ice cream. And I've never been angrier. Uh, it, it's a slap in the face is what it is. It was. It's a slap in the Who in the world wants mustard ice cream? You might as well slap know. an anchovy on there. Because, yes. what, you know, like, yeah, I hear you. That pisses me off. Like, whenever it's like, when it reeks of, like, desperation in that manner, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't need another, like... Uh, like savory ice cream. No, I sure don't. 
Where who is it? Salt and Straw does that sometimes. I did go with my friend. She yeah. got the Thanksgiving ice cream. I think it has actual pieces of turkey in it. Her review was, I like it. And I was like, You're ill. <laughs> you're you ill. Are but like very ill and very wild. I can't. If you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna use any kind of savory product, why turkey? Like I don't like, know. Like, you know, like a meat, you know how like they add miso paste to things? That's a savory as I'll get. You want to give me like a miso ice cream? I don't sure. Know. Put that a little something like a, sweet, like a caramel miso or something. That's as, as daring as I'll go. But I don't need, they have one there that I think it was, it's like a literal salt lick ice cream. And they're known for it. It's like a salt ice cream. I'm like, don't want it. Yeah, I don't want that at all. That sounds terrible. Sounds awful. Awful, okay. awful. I want it. I'm Amy? sorry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it time to go? No. What were you going to say? I have a story prepared. Ooh. Okay. Because I because th- sometimes you ask people about the worst date they've ever been on. And, yes. And I want to tell you my worst date. Okay. Do I have time I for also, it? Yeah. You've, okay. Yes, we have time. It's not a long story, but I want to tell you about it. I want to hear it. Okay. This is a true story. Okay. So my husband and I started dating. We went on this vacation immediately. It went well. Then I got invited to like, you know, those like gifting suites that are like mostly trash. Like the good ones are given to like Brad Pitt. Like he gets Mm -hmm. a trip to like, I don't know, Australia. But there was a rumor (laughs) going on and the cast of Young and Hungry that they were giving a trip. They were giving away a trip to Anguilla, which I'd never been to. Ooh. Yeah, and I was like, that's good enough for me. Wait, who was? ABC Family? No, it was like it was like for the MTV Movie Awards, but they had this gifting suite. Oh, yes. At the Roosevelt Hotel. Yeah, I think I got one of those little vouchers and I just didn't know how to D- use oh. it. Well, I used it because I'm not going <laughs> to give away anything for free. I'm not going to waste a free thing. So I went because Jonathan Sadowski, who was on Young, who was on Young and Hungry, mm-hmm. was like, yeah, Melissa and I are going in six months. It's going to be great. And so Tim and I went. I'm like, they probably run out of these trips. They probably took two trips. No, they hadn't run out. So we get there. I like, you know, there's other things. I like take a picture of like me and like a melatonin bottle. And like, but finally at the end of this suite, there's like the Piesta de Resistance, which is this free trip to Anguilla. So mm-hmm. Tim and I book it. We're dating maybe like five or six months at this point. And I – and well, see, I'm a bad – this is already – it's gone to shit. Okay. I'm not going to start over, but I, there's one piece of information you need to know. This okay. guy I dated um, for a long time, we'll call him Steve. His name's not Steve. Mm-hmm. He – we had a very bad breakup. He broke – he cheated on me. And it was bad. And we worked at the same restaurant. So, like, people took sides. It was, like, really Mm -hmm. dirty, like, divorce. And um, he had since gotten engaged. And he sent me this email, like, the first week of dating Tim. It was, like, 2 in the morning. And he was like, do you still think about us? Ew. And I didn't respond. And then the next morning, he sent me another email. He CC'd his fiance on it and was like, I'm very sorry. I was drunk. La, 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 la. Right? Still shit, still shit human being. Uh-huh. But I was like, no worries. Congrats on your engagement. And I like went on with my life. So mm-hmm. we went to this gifting suite. We get this free trip to Anguilla and we go. And nothing in life is free. We show up to this place and will is beautiful but the hotel was literally on an oil rig like it looked like someone had slapped it together from like an old sailing boat and <laughs> called the hotel it was really bad and it was very clear that we were the only people at the hotel the only guests there. <laughs> and so we like we don't even unpack we're like immediately looking for another hotel 
So we find another hotel that's like on the other side of the island, which looked like kind of like a Wes Anderson sort of style hotel. And we leave and we make up some shitty excuse like, our parents surprised us. They're at the other <laughs> hotel. We'll be right back. But we took all of our bags like it was bad. And so we show up to this other hotel and it's paradise. It's so beautiful, but it's off season. There aren't a lot of people. The only two other people that we see are the, is this old couple and one of them is – uh, a casting director that never casts me in anything. Mm-hmm. So I was immediately like, fuck you. Um, not talking to you. And then, <laughs> and that was it. And Tim, you know, I like, you know, it was still early on in the relationship. Like we weren't like poopy, like we weren't like the poop talk hadn't happened yet mm-hmm. as far as like, so I was like, I have to go to the bathroom upstairs, you know? So I took the ho- the room key, went upstairs and take a shit. And I came downstairs. He was like, this young couple just checked in. I think we should be vacation friends. And I was like, I don't want to talk to anybody on vacation, but <laughs> the next few days sort of pass and he's like oh there they are and they'd be like turning a corner you know like I just like was always missing uh-huh. them so finally we're at the beach and this fucking I just see the silhouette of this couple walking towards us and the guy is like hey Amy and I'm like who's that and as we get closer it's Steve and his new wife and they're on their honeymoon that is wild what are the fucking odds what are the odds it turns out that like she works for the company that owns the hotel so they got a free stay or some shit anyway so we're like well and tim hadn't seen a picture of steve so he had no idea Mm -hmm. but he had this enormous cross on he was very religious one of the reasons we broke up was because every time i gave him a hand job he was like i can't i have to repent like it was just really bad and and then he ended up like cheating on me so it was like oh terrible stupid um so but he had this enormous cross on so tim was like halfway through the conversation he was like oh you know, and knew exactly who he was. But by then he was like, we should have dinner together. Like, so the worst date I ever went on was with my soon-to-be husband, not soon-to-be, but future husband and my ex-boyfriend who had been like, do you still think about us? And his new wife who was CC'd on the email and she knew all about it. How uncomfortable. I mean, was it? It must have been awkward. Not for me. I did nothing wrong. Well, you know, she... the. <laughs> They're very, you know how like some, I don't know if you grew up, did you grow up religious at all? Yeah, I went to church every Sunday, vacation, Bible school, all that. Okay, same. Um, But I grew up Catholic and Catholics, uh, by no means, it's it's like a whole different side of like other problems. But like, he was like, like evangelical sort of Christian and he married this woman who looks exactly like his mother, first of all. And Mm. she was like, there is like this thing among some Christian women in some circles where they're like, everything is perfectly fine. And so mm-hmm. she was so kind and could it, couldn't have been more graceful under this terribly awkward situation. And, you know, she was like, it's just so lovely to meet someone like that from Mark's life before I met him. Like she was just couldn't have been kinder. So I'm sure it was terrible for her, her and maybe they had a fight about it when we weren't around. But like we did end up having dinner with them and like you know, having a drink with them because we were like the only motherfuckers at this hotel. <laughs> but it's re- it's nice to see what's beho- behind door number one versus door number two because mm-hmm. I really thought, I was like, maybe I could have a future with this guy. Like I was so like in love with him and then getting to see like, oh my God, that would have ruined my life. Like I would have just hated that so much. And then being sitting next to the person that I am supposed to be with was a really kind of like lovely moment. Again, very rom-commy. Your life is a fucking rom-com and I want in. I want Do you it. Have anyone in your life that is single that you think would be good for me? I'm trying to think because the problem when you get married is that 
then all of your friends start getting married too mm-hmm. as you get older. I'm going to give it a good thought because I'm sure I know someone. Actually, I'm going to think about it because you deserve someone fabulous and great. And I hate that you're Thank relegated you. to these apps where it's like, it's hard to find someone fabulous and great because everyone's on the defense. I would imagine you're like, well, you're not yes. going to fuck me up. So how can you have like a, you know, a good, you're all already jumping off in like the most defensive place for the most part. Yeah. It's tough. And I hate it. Well, no. do you have anything that you want to promote? Cause we have come to the end Yes. Thank you for letting me indulging me and letting me tell that story. I liked it. I was really glad that you that I was like, yeah, tell it. It's fun. And it just confirmed that you live in a movie. Remember when I was like, I'm not type A. And I was like, but I prepared this story. I must tell. <laughs> um, but you must let me tell it. Let me explain this joke to you why it's funny. Um, so, yeah. So I've got the menu coming out November 18th in theaters. And I also I'm in this movie called Spirited. Uh, and that's an Apple uh, an Apple Plus production. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's technically the title, but it's um it's Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. And oh, it's, it's like a Christmas Christmas movie. Carol. Yeah, it's a, yes. it's a it's like a you know slow. Slo- wow. Okay. Um, slightly based on the Christmas Carol story, and it's a small part, but it's really fun. And then next year, at some point, I'm going to be in a show called The Consultant for Amazon with Christoph Waltz. <gasps> Wow, what a dream. Wow, have you, you filmed yet? Yeah, we filmed. He's and amazing. Like wrapped in shit. Is he amazing? Oh, what a dream. Not only is he amazing, but I all he's very honest in like a way that I just uh, love. And so I mm-hmm. I was doing a play at the Geffen earlier this year. I did Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. You played Honey, right? Yeah. And I was like, you want to come to my play? And he goes, I don't go to theater. And I was like, <laughs> he was like, no. Most people would be like, honestly, my schedule. Like, mm-hmm. he was like, I don't do theater. And I was like, why not? And he was like, well, I just did so much, like, I guess in Germany, like, the the government, like, sponsors theater or something. So if you're, like, mm-hmm. an out-of-work actor, you can have a job in, like, the government-run theater. So he did so much government theater <laughs> that he was like, never again. Not doing it. Wow. Yeah. I mean <laughs> – should we How all be so honest? Funny that Germany is like, you're an out of work actor. We have government, government theaters really funny. <laughs> government theater. And the best part was that sometimes they ran out of money, but people will still buy tickets. So they would do half the play and they'll be like, and that's as far as we got. <laughs> Wait, really? That is yeah. so funny. Germany yeah. sounds wild, and I'd really wild. like to go. Apparently, they party really hard, and everyone has a nice time. Yeah, and you got that, and you had a glory hole there. You said, "I well, that's where I learned. That's where the glory holes for ladies are." Yeah. So I still i I need to make my appointment to go to Germany. Maybe you'll find your your partner in Germany. Maybe I'll find my partner at a glory hole for ladies. Yeah, you're like, Wait, actually, who's that? you're really not, good. It's not a quite. It's not a meet cute. It's like, <laughs> no, it's not the best story to tell over Thanksgiving ice cream. No, it's like, how'd you guys meet? It's like, well, um, I couldn't see their face. When I finally saw their face, they waited around yeah. for me after the glory hole ended. <laughs> or do they end? I don't know. I mean, at what point do they end? Also, uh, hurts after a while. I don't need that many. I mean, what are they doing? Also, I, I would imagine, yeah. I would anyway. probably stick around for three rounds of whatever and then leave because, yeah, yeah, I can't stay there all night. No, who's got the time? Anyway, this was lovely. Thank you for doing this, Amy. Thanks okay. for having me. If you liked this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can 
like it, rate it, subscribe or whatever, review it on Apple Podcasts. If you uh, send me a nasty email hitting on me, it is why won't you date me podcast at gmail.com. Mars, my producer, is the one who reads them. She does not like dick pics, so no dick pics. But this is what somebody said. Hey, Nicole, here's a little dirt. No, a little ditty. Oh, my God. <laughs> we we meet on Halloween night. You as a clit and me as a Dyson appliance. Oh. Turns out we're the perfect pair. Oh, God. This person wants to hurt me. I'd oh. suck you off like your pussy's stuck in a vacuum. Oh. And eat you out like I'm at an all-you-can-eat all Vegas buffet until you come countless times. You get pleasured so well that we go out the very next day. Turns out I'm the head of the local mafia. <laughs> <laughs> and I've hired my best men to be a part of your reverse harem. You'd have endless dick for the rest of your days because all the men are devoted to you and your pleasure. And we get brunch every Sunday. Hope you enjoyed. I'm asexual, but I used to read a lot of fanfic. <laughs> Okay, I was going to say, remember you were like, who's bad in bed? I'm like, that person. <laughs> That's bad. A Dyson? Just like, I'm not sexual. So right. a Dyson sexy? I love it. Friend, that was fun. That was fun. Okay, Amy, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by... Oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com.